Adam Hollywood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to CNET Buzz Out Loud. CNET, 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 CNET. Podcast of indeterminate length. Good with the branding. Thanks. <laughs> I just wanted to drive it home. That was subliminal, dude. You weren't supposed to hear that. <laughs> In CNET, and out with the CNET, call. CNET, CNET. <laughs> on WCNET. <laughs> now on pay-per-view. Just kidding. You don't have to pay. Um, hey, we have a winner. In the the next yes. generation DVD format, according wars. to Forrester Research, yeah, they pick Blu-ray. They say that <laughs> Veronica, are you really that excited? Wow, <laughs> Veronica's waving her hands. I didn't know air. you were cheering for Blu-ray so hard. She likes the anti-consumer stuff. Haha. Uh-huh. Um, a Forrester Research analyst, Tony Shadler, says that he believes after a long and tedious run-up to launch, it is now clear to Forrester that the Sony-led Blu-ray format will win. This just after Bill Gates said. HD DVD, the only way to go. Right. And Blu-ray is anti-consumer. And actually, I think the most interesting thing about this is the last paragraph in the news.com story where Shadler says that uh, unless the HD DVD group abandons the field, unless they basically give up, then it will be another two years before consumers are confident enough of the winner to think about buying a new format DVD player. In the meantime, he says, they will expand their video on demand, downloadable video and internet viewing habits. Tony! You can't declare a winner and then say no one's going to win because they're going to do all the other things that are going to turn out to be better than next generation DVD formats. Yeah, fool. Well, it makes you wonder. I, I mean, if it is going to take two years for people to pick a winner, yeah. whichever it is, will there be one? Will there be a winner? Exactly. Will there? Will there? Will they get so used to video on demand and downloadable video that they just won't even care? Right. I mean, Blu-ray and HD DVD may be shooting themselves dead. Not in the foot. Yeah, exactly. In the heart. DED dead. Well, and the other thing I want to point out is that in format wars, the more restrictive format doesn't usually win unless they can. I mean, they don't win with consumers. For example, I think the biggest current format war that we're undergoing is the digital music format war. And MP3 is by far the clear winner for consumers. (laughs) And And nobody's backing it. And it's still winning because it is the most open format. Blu-ray, not. Yeah. At all, the most open format. And in fact, on-demand downloadable video may prove to be the most open format for We consumers. need to get our hands on this Forrester story because I want to find out what the reason... We need to get reason- our hands on Tony. We, or Ted. Ted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I called him Tony <laughs> like three times. I just like picking Sorry, things Ted. and cheering for them. <laughs> like the Red Sox. Ooh. Hey. Hey. <gasps> you watch it. But uh, no, I want to I find out, you know, what? obviously... A lot of thought went into this. Ted didn't wake up one morning and just go, "Yeah, right. Blu-ray." I mean, he, he's <laughs> they got, might do it like that. He's over got some reason. I don't know. So. Andrea just walked in. She's our booker, so now we got one. Ted Shadler. <laughs> Ted, we want you on the show. Uh, but yeah, I want to. I want to find out more because I would have thought either even too close to call or HD DVD, given right. the fact that it is more open. Right. And, well, and because VHS won, even though it was the lesser quality format. Right. Because it was, it was easier to use. Open. Well, and HD DVD, the most important for- thing that I think has not been pointed out in this article is that HD DVD is backward compatible in terms of your hardware. Huge. You can use it with your existing hardware. Blu ray is the format that is going to make you buy new hardware, make you buy like only their DVDs so that you can watch them on that hardware, be totally restrictive in terms of what you can do with that content, i.e., you'll only ever be able to watch it on a disc. I just don't see consumers rushing to embrace this technology, even if all the companies do. It begs the question, why Blu-ray? I like buying new things. <laughs> A very good point, Veronica. <laughs> and hence why you're an Apple fan. New stuff. Oh. <laughs> why, why are you Two asking strikes. me tonight? <laughs> Two strikes. 
<laughs> I could just delete you from the podcast. I know, you know exactly. I got to be careful here. Speaking <laughs> of Apple. That podcast was so weird. Molly was talking to herself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Apple, was I right or was I right? Just oh, really yeah. late yeah, about you, the new power books. <laughs> you got to believe. Yeah, there are now there are now new power a new Power Mac G5 quad with a 2.5 gigahertz dual core Power PC G5 processor. Two of them. Uh, that's what makes it a quad. And <laughs> two dual cores. Which has two of them, that's right. And yeah. then uh, there is also a new power There's a new power book. Book G four. Updates to the new but you know what? What are, what are the updates to the power book? I don't know. It's still a G four, which is kind of annoying. Um it will now higher be resolution higher resolution displays, screens, which is pretty batteries. cool. Like they've always had a nicer display, but it hasn't been. So now it'll be sixteen eighty by ten fifty. And they all have the super drive. And they all have the super drive. Instead of it being optional. But so. they're all still g-force which is kind of lame is it that lame does it make that much of a difference i mean you know what i think that's the thing that apple has always been fighting and will continue to fight and they got a pretty long way arguing the megahertz myth mm -hmm. and that you didn't need a certain amount of megahertz to you know be the same speed but now at the point at which they're having to argue the megahertz myth versus the gigahertz myth they just haven't caught up in speed. They haven't. And I think even they have admitted it, and that's why they're moving to the Intel architecture, because it will allow them to build faster machines. And so when you're talking about the G4 platform, which is at this point, what, like two or three years old? It's, it's, it's too slow. For their top-of-the-line notebook, it's too slow. Well, I, Eileen has one, and I haven't noticed it being too slow Who's for any Eileen reason. Again? Uh, she's my wife. <laughs> you know that. I know. I'm, I'm just the voice of the, the uh -huh. listener. But uh, she no, it's not too slow to use, you know, but it's too slow to spend $2,500 on. I can get a really fast, really fast PC notebook for $2,500. But then it's not an, it's, then you don't have OS ten, Which at don't, this you're point, super. Uh-huh. Me and OS ten are not getting along. Why? <laughs> we'll talk about it later. They're having a fight. We can't talk about it. <laughs> We're having a big, huge fight. <laughs> so it's like, do you wait until the Intel laptops come out i don't know because then you can't buy the first generation intel laptop either because you know right, it's not gonna be it's gonna good be all buggy yeah no. i, I, I really know. really want a laptop and i don't know if i want to wait until the intel chips come out i, I get think, a thinkpad yeah <laughs> ah. i have to say i think i'm gonna get like a tricked out ultra portable super fast pc yeah notebook. i've kind of oh i'm gonna get crap for this but i've kind of been thinking about it myself because i want a laptop really mm -hmm. badly and i want something to lug around and it'll primarily probably be a work laptop and mm -hmm. I know. It just makes more sense. I know. Ooh, this, it really it makes me this sad be in my heart. This is something for people to sound off on. <laughs> yeah. is, is this new announcement wait? enough to keep you from buying a new Apple mm -hmm. because it doesn't fulfill your expectations? Or or do you like this? Or I mean, if you were never the person to buy an Apple anyway, we don't need to hear from, right. about that. But buzz at <laughs> CNET.com, 1-800-616-CNET. Yeah, because in my case, this very specifically will keep me from buying an Apple notebook. All right. Expecting the upgrade kept me from buying it in the first place, right. and I bought the Mac Mini, which, I, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to keep. And then I think I'm going to buy a PC notebook because I don't want to wait two years for just the right Apple notebook. Well, the iPod Video better sell well. Then that's all I got to say. I know. I think that quad. I think that quad G5 though sounds pretty tricked <sighs> out. That thing's going to sell just fine. You're not going to get that though. No. Assume. Oh no. I, for one thing, I don't need that much computer, uh -huh. and for another, that's more than I want to spend <laughs> for a desktop. I mean. It's not like I don't think it's a super super expensive machine. I guess you thirty three hundred for the top of the line. That's a lot of money. Which is a lot of money, more than I'm looking to spend, and I want a notebook. So more right. than I'm carrying around. Yeah.
Okay, well, let's get on, on to political activism. Okay. On a billboard alongside a busy San Francisco boulevard, according to News.com, a oh. restaurant called My Tofu House, a message is aimed at young Asian American voters mm-hmm. helping break new ground in political activism. Register to vote, reads the advertisement, which mo- looks more like an ad for a new Nokia phone than a public service message. Text IVOTE to 80837. This is really interesting. So there's this new nonprofit called Mobile Voter, and they are apparently attempting to help people register to vote by texting. Which seems possibly problematic to me, and unfortunately the story is thin on details as to how it actually works. I imagine that you text them, they text you back information, and then you register in the same old way. Right. Yeah, it was always like, you can register online, which is you can put your name and address in, and then they send you the register to vote thing. I know. Yeah, but it's still, it's a good start, and the the story points out that... um, that overseas texting has become a huge part of political campaigns and actually it um may have or cell phone text messages were widely credited for actually causing the outcome of spain's 2004 election in which the the government was unseated well is this going to lead to the same thing we have right now because san francisco has a special or california has a special election coming up in november and i don't answer my phone in the evenings anymore yeah we're calling on behalf of proposition 727 mm-hmm. and the firefighters and then governor and and is this going to happen on text messaging yeah, will it become the new sms spam yeah. Ooh, it better not i'm not going to love that no um but it is it is pretty interesting because i think texting is indeed on the rise here in the states which finally man texting is where it's at i love it we're behind in text messages we're behind in broadband <laughs> we're, i mean <laughs> we're behind in i don't know a bunch of other things yeah. but at least we own the internet we're way behind in rugby <laughs> yeah we own the internet we ain't giving it up <laughs> we ain't giving it up and you can't have it all right should we get to some voicemails then? i think so all right we uh got another voicemail from regular caller charlie craig uh shedding a little light on the itunes video deal ah. Hey guys, it's Charlie Craig again, commenting on the Apple ABC deal uh, for the new iPod. Uh, you may not know this, but I'm a TV writer producer in Los Angeles, and one thing that was kind of blown over in this deal so far uh, is the lack of agreement that ABC has made on any residual issue for the TV episodes that they'll be uh, you know, selling through the website. I mean, one episode that I or any other Writers Guild member has written is rerun on United States television or is sold and aired on foreign television or is released on DVD, the writer, director, and the actors in that show get a small percentage. I mean, it's a tiny percentage, actually, but it is a percentage nonetheless, and no such agreement was made for the sale of these ABC shows through iTunes. So uh, that resulted yesterday in the unions uh, here in Los Angeles who represent uh, actors and writers and directors offering a joint call for talks to make sure that their members get a cut of this money. ABC says they'll welcome a dialogue, no word, of course, from Apple yet. So we'll see. I just think it's interesting to see what happens. Uh, love your show. See you later. Bye. Very interesting. I had not thought of that. That is not something I had thought of either. And apparently mm-hmm. this goes along with another story I saw about affiliates yes. getting upset. Oh, well, you beat me to it. I was just ABC bring that up. put this into effect without consulting the ABC local affiliates right. who get revenue, obviously, from primetime programming. And who in this case will get popcorn. So this is an alternate distribution deal to them. Uh-huh. And they are supposed to be made aware of any alternate distribution deals, Ooh. such as syndication. But this is this is, is a that a one. lawsuit I smell? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how those affiliate agreements work, and they yeah. probably don't want to push it too far because they don't want ABC to dump I know. them. I think the way those – my suspicion is that the way those affiliate groups contracts work is that uh, the affiliates just have to whine. And yeah, the networks have, usually They win. have all the power there. But, it, but, but now we add the writers in here. There's probably mm-hmm. other unions who are also like, well, hey, wait a minute. What yeah. about – residuals is an interesting uh, topic. It is Maybe very we should even have Charlie on. I would love to get Bob Iger on from Disney. Oh, yeah. That guy gets it. We need to have somebody explain this. Yeah. All right. We got another call from Rick. Hey, this is Rick, and I just wanted to say that um, as far as the question, Yahoo versus AIM versus MSN, uh, I'm blind, and a lot of blind people that I know use MSN Messenger. One of the reasons is that JAWS for Windows, the primary screen reading program, has script hotkeys to do such form such actions as reading current message and reading back to like five messages before um, and uh, uh, as well as some other things. So it's easier to use. So the blind community is definitely uh, more MSN messenger prone than AIM. All right, man. I uh, don't have anything funny to say. Under too much stress. Thought I'd put this in. Take it easy. Good guys. Cool. Another reason for Another MSN reason Messenger. Another reason for MS- MSN Messenger getting a lot of love that yeah. I didn't even know about. All right. Thanks, Rick. That's thanks, a, Rick. That's good stuff to know. Yeah. Uh, and should we take one last one? I think we need to hear from this Leo. This one from Hong Kong. Hey, it's Leo from Hong Kong. Um, I just want to say that uh, Buzz Out Loud is really, really good. Although Veronica has a really nice voice, and I think we should hear more of her. Um, just on the subject of... Skype, uh, I just found out that you can actually call toll-free numbers, which I guess is 1-800-FREE uh, anywhere in the world from Skype, which I thought was pretty cool. And about the whole DRM thing, uh, yes, I guess it's a big problem, although I wouldn't mind having a DRM file just as long as I'd be able to buy it off the iTunes Music Store, which is not available in Hong Kong and probably won't be in the foreseeable future. So uh, take that into consideration. Okay, thanks. Bye. Aww. Why, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We've gotten a couple emails lately asking for more Veronica. And we had more Veronica in this very episode. We did, just for you. Uh, But yeah, I want... Now, were you calling on Skype? Because this is an 800 number Yeah, that's what I want to know. So... Yeah, yeah, I imagine Call so. us back and tell us <laughs> if it's free. Only if it's free. Call us back, 1-800-616-CNET. And uh, you can also email us, buzz at cnet.com. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.